Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you decide to listen to this podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Tia, and instead of the top 10, we will be doing the top 5 by Geek Fives Nation. The reasoning here is that, unfortunately, I don't have my lovely co-host, Brittany, with me this morning. Brittany's feeling a little under the weather, so why don't you, whenever you get a chance, go to Twitter at IttyBittyBrit and just give her a little bit of well wishes. Um, certainly always love when the two of us get to do a podcast together, but unfortunately that doesn't seem to quite be the case this morning, but I wanted to do kind of something just because I absolutely hate the idea of not putting out content every week, and I don't feel like anyone wants to listen to just me talk for however long about a top 10, so what we'll be doing actually, interesting enough, is the top 5 by Geek Fives Nation. I always thought that this would be a cool kind of setup just because it's something that I had been thinking about for a while, something that, say, is easily digestible and something that you can listen to, um, you know, listen to in one sitting pretty much. Uh, Brittany and I usually like to do our two-hour top ten podcast, which... I generally always say to her that I don't see what the big deal is. Um, You can just split up listening to it in your car. But you know what? If that isn't your gig, then maybe the top five will actually be something that maybe we should try to explore a little in the future. If you think that's the case, please let me know. You can, of course, find Geek Fives Nation at geekfivesnation.com. It has links to all of our social media accounts, which you can then find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and just let us know um, if this format actually works. So yeah, I wanted to do the originally want to do the top 10 bad Halloween movies because we are in October. Thus, the month of spooky horror movies are, you know, here. And I personally, first of all, I love October. I love Halloween. I recently just did an article about the movie that you should absolutely start your Halloween season with, and that is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I'm a massive fan of those sort of movies. Brittany and I, I believe last year did the uh, top 10 best Halloween movies, in which I included, say, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare on Elm Street, the those are just the sort of movies that I like. I'm sure that everyone's idea of what a perfect Halloween movie to watch is, but this I want to do the bad Halloween movies because there's a lot of them out there, um, and I just thought it would be fun. Um, obviously, this is just my opinion of what I think a bad Halloween movie is, but If you feel differently, again, let me know. Before I go any further, just please know that this podcast is sponsored. We have an affiliate link with the coldest water bottle. Even though it's getting colder out there, you should still stay hydrated, especially with everything that's going on. Um, Just please make sure that you stay hydrated when this podcast get when this podcast, sorry, can't talk. Um, When this podcast hits YouTube, I will put the affiliate link down below so that you can get a percentage off of your coldest water bottle. I have both the 
20 ounce and the 16 ounce, which, um, you know, the 16 ounce is like their kid one, but I still think it's like super cute. Um, and the 20 ounce is their regular standard size and it really keeps water super, super cold, especially if you put an ice cube or two in there. It even the next day you open it up and it's freezing, which I know now this sounds like an ad and I do apologize about that. Listen, I know what it's like going, say, on YouTube and you just want to watch something. And suddenly there's two ads that you have to watch the entire thing through. So I do apologize about that. But uh, before we go any further, also, I do want to give a shout out to some friends of the podcast, such as Stranger Damies. I unfortunately don't have the script that I usually have in front of me. Just know that they are a group of fantastic uh, people they are under the umbrella of the main Damie family of podcasts Stranger Damies is their D&D real play podcast which they do every Wednesday um their group is called the Wild Stallions, which is pretty awesome. And they're just amazing people. Um, I think you should definitely check them out. And while you're at it, just go to the main Damie on Twitter. You can find They Call This a Movie, which is a podcast of theirs where they review bad movies weekly. It's very fun. Stranger Damies, of course. And then they have a Game Vault podcast, which is a really fun podcast as well. They're just really amazing people. So make sure that you check them out. Also, we have Ricky Valero um, and Jacob of the Music City Drive-In, which is a really fun podcast where they go each year to see um, who they believe should have won, say, the Oscars as opposed to who won the awards that year. Um Normally, they also do where they do predictions for upcoming award shows. But as we know, with the 2020, things were quite unpredictable. So um, they go year by year. It's pretty fun. So make sure you check them out. They're affiliates of Geek Fives Nation. So you can find them at geekfivesnation.com. But let's dive right... If you hear that, I do apologize. That is my boyfriend yelling at the cats. But before no actually no we are going sorry guys not having a co-host is tripping me up a little here but let's do the top five bad halloween movies and i want to start it off with one of the worst not only one of the worst halloween movies i've ever seen but one of the worst movies i've seen period and that is jason x um whoo what a bad movie i mean I was never really, say, the biggest fan of the Friday the 13th movies, which I know sounds blasphemous. The only real time I feel that I enjoyed Jason was when I was seeing Freddy versus Jason, really just because I liked Freddy Krueger. But Jason X, I don't know how I even got to see this movie. That's the thing. Like, back in the day, when I was a teenager... When we had Sam Goodies and Blockbuster was open, I know those are such foreign, um, ty- uh, not us foreign companies that I'm sure that no one in Gen Z probably even realizes what it is. But those were the places to go back in the day. Um, we did not have Netflix or anything. We would just go to those stores, see what was on the shelves, see what was affordable because we were teenagers. Obviously, none of us had jobs. And we would just grab whatever. And I guess I had grabbed Jason X, 
brought it home and what a shit show that was um yeah so basically the premise here is jason Voorhees in the future in space do i need to tell you guys anymore um i mean i guess we should have known that the whole friday the 13th franchise was going downhill when they decided that jason was going to quote unquote take manhattan um and the fact that the next progression after that was jason's space was absolutely ridiculous so that was crazy to me um there is not a whole lot that i can say about jason x other than i just thought to myself who in their right mind thought that this was a reasonable thing to put out i just think at that point they were trying to just capitalize on these big horror movie franchises. And it's a reason why a lot of these franchises have kind of died out and are only now just coming back with actual competent directors. And I know that sounds super harsh, but I mean, we saw um, how Halloween 2018 has done really well. They are really predicting good things for Halloween Kills, which... Um, I believe was supposed to come out this year, but you know, everything's been postponed till 2021 because of COVID. So there's that, but you know, we just had after a while where Hollywood just was looking for cash grabs and probably at the time there was no streaming services. Well, I know there was no streaming services. What I'm saying is that people were just going to watch whatever because they didn't have anything better. I know this sounds bad, but it's like, what other reason would anyone want to go to the movie theater to see something like Jason X? It was terrible. The only thing that I can say was kind of good about Jason X is that there's this one scene where Jason is on the spaceship. Oh my God, it sounds so ridiculous. Like, <gasps> Is this how it's going to be for the Fast and the Furious freaking franchise? It's just going to go that direction eventually. But um, you have Jason. He's in space. He's on a freaking um, spaceship at this point. He gets this girl and he literally like shoves her face into this like, I guess, like ultra freeze liquid or something. So her face like turns completely crystallized and then just smashes her face on the counter. And I know that sounds gruesome, but it's probably the only like legit like cool scene in the entire movie. But besides that, the entire movie's trash. So don't check it out. And that is Jason X. But the next movie on this list is Halloween Resurrection. Now, I am a bit sad that Brittany is not on this with me because um, I was super excited to tell her about it, considering that uh, this actor that we both like, Luke Kirby, is in it. Um, Luke Kirby, who won an Emmy for his performance as Lenny Bruce in Amazon Prime's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, he is a very good actor, and as we know, when you are trying to get into the business, you take anything that is thrown at you. And I'm pretty sure this is what happened with Luke Kirby. The uh, Halloween Resurrection is just like Jason X, another cash grab where just the ridiculousness of who's who at the time. I mean, um, freaking Tyra Banks is in it. Busta Rhymes is in it. Why are Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks in a horror movie? Who knows? Again, um, just the cash grab of the who's who at the time. But the whole premise of this movie is that 
Busta Rhymes' character, Tyra Banks' character, are staging this whole reality show. I mean, reality shows are not a new thing. They have been around forever with real-world road road rules. Anyone remember road rules out there? Let me know. But that at that time was really like the popularity of shows like that where you would have contestants and everything and I think that they were trying to capitalize on that but Halloween Resurrection is essentially uh Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks's character taking uh, a group of strangers and the whole thing is that they're supposed to live in quote uh you know Michael Myers' childhood home when it wasn't it was just a staged prop home um the whole thing was that this group of people were supposed to remain there for the night um they all had cameras on them uh Buster Rhymes' character and Tyra Banks' character staged it to have spooky things happen but as you can imagine this isn't a Halloween movie without Michael Myers and at some point, the real Michael Myers shows up and starts causing real havoc among the group. It was, I mean, the fact that, you know, obviously the real Michael Myers shows up, you know, is kind of cool, but it's so poorly acted. It's so ridiculous. The, you know, cheese about all of it is insane. Um, Luke Kirby plays a real scumbag in it, which is kind of amusing to watch, but I'm not giving this movie any sort of credit. It was really bad. I, again, I don't know how these movies, like, got onto the drawing board per se because it just feels to me as if they thought and I can't imagine these movies making a whole lot of money I can't imagine as an actor like particularly liking filming these sort of movies but as it has been pointed out to me listen we do things for paychecks right um, I kind of felt this way recently and this, I don't know if this is going to get me any heat, get me any flack, but I recently felt this way about seeing a trailer for the movie witches with Anne Hathaway. And I said on Twitter, I said something along the lines of like, isn't she just better and more talented than a movie like this? And, um, I believe our friends over at gutting the sacred cow pointed out that, Hey, cha-ching, cha-ching, a paycheck is a paycheck. And I guess I have to get that because listen, um, as much as I feel like Halloween resurrection was trash. If someone came to me and was like, here's $10,000 for you to be in this trashy movie, then I, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, absolutely. So yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, but in one second, I am going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, guys, we're back. What I kind of like about this audio recorder is that I can pause and uh, come right back. So that would actually be very helpful in case I ever um, actually figured out how to edit things properly and I can put like little clips in there or something like that. That would be really cool. But um, yeah, so Halloween Resurrection, trash. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. And that is going to be now, I know that Actually, I don't know. I don't know anyone who actually liked this movie. I felt that it was pretty bad just because um, it's not a cohesive movie, but it's called The ABCs of Death. Now, I have a story for all of you. This was years ago. 
Um, I probably was like 23, 24. One of my friends was having a Halloween party at her house. Yes, we all got a little shwasted and all of that. Um, and yeah, so anyway, at the end of the party, as everyone's kind of just sitting around on the couch and we're all just hanging out, things have calmed down. It's like, hey, it's Halloween. Let's put on a scary movie go on Netflix and my friend popped up the ABCs of death. She was like, I heard that this is pretty uh, gruesome. Now the ABCs of death is where every single letter of the alphabet is an individual movie, Uh, not individual movie. I'm sorry, like an individual clip um, all done by different directors. So it's pretty much like a huge mashup of different styles all put together in one, um, which sounds like it could be a creative thing, but in the end, it just ended up being a very, say like disconnected sort of film, at least for me. And the whole point is that they would have a scene where it's pretty much just like someone dying and it's almost like a game where you're supposed to sit there and you're supposed to go like okay what is the theme of this letter and then after that they'll say like uh like the first one is like a for apocalypse but they don't show you what the letter is first or what the name is first it's just them showing you like that little quote-unquote mini movie and at the end it's like a for apocalypse um and every single like it just felt like a very much All of these were like art house clips and maybe they got people who were, you know, I'm not sure if any of the directors on this project were, you know, big directors or anything like that. I don't feel like it is. And some of the freaking like letters are so out there and so crazy and messed up. Um, but then also some of them are so wacky. Like I forget what, um, letter it was and no it wasn't f but there's one where like literally a girl like kills everyone with her farts i'm not kidding you that is legitimately the thing and i was just like that's insane but not insane in a good way i don't know how people generally felt about the abcs of death i thought that it was bad there's nothing that is in me that would want to see it again I thought you know each one was crazy the acting wasn't good the props and stuff weren't good um nothing felt cohesive so to have it as like say a movie I think that they were trying to go a little too creative there it just wasn't something that I was necessarily into and I just felt like it definitely deserves a spot on a list of bad Halloween movies. Um, also definitely don't watch this movie intoxicated because it definitely gets really like messed up in certain ones, like really messed up to the point where I feel like if this movie was made, say, uh, today, it would definitely garner a little bit more controversy than, well, I don't think it had any sort of controversy, but I think it definitely would have garnered controversy. So yeah. Um, ABCs of death. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on to the next one. We're almost towards the end of our top five. But the next film that I want to talk about is 2005's The Fog. 
Um, now the 2005 version of the fog is a remake. I don't realize, I don't remember when the actual movie, uh, like the original fog came out. Um, and I just feel like it doesn't matter. It's not really necessarily that important. So yeah, the fog, um, this movie was terrible, like terrible. I saw it in the theaters. Cause again, this is during the time where Netflix wasn't a thing. Um, and I posted this on Twitter where you really, I mean, yes, I know that they showed movies in like the newspapers, but a lot of the times when you were younger and you want to do something with a friend or, you know, someone you were dating at the time, it's like, you just said, Oh, let's go to the movies. And you would just show up at the movie theater, see what was playing see if there's anything of interest or what was playing next and you just saw it and so I remember going to the theater and it's like okay the fog is playing it looks kind of cool let's you know and movie tickets were not nearly as expensive when I was say a teenager because I was 15 at the time um they were not nearly as ex as expensive back then as they are now I can't even imagine how much they're going to be asking for movie theater tickets once movie theaters open back up in an attempt to try to somehow uh, freaking make up the money that they lost during 2020. But yeah, so we saw the fog. It was awful because it starts off with like this. It's like almost as like if it's a ghost tale or something like that. And then in the opening credits, suddenly fallout boy starts playing. I just remember that where I was like, the tone is so weird, like the shifts of tones. And it just was so strange at the, some point, like, you know, one of the humans falls back in love with one of the ghosts and goes off with him. It was just like, it's been a really long time since I've seen this movie and I do not care to go back and rewatch it um that just was never going to happen but it was so bad um I it was I really have never walked out of a movie theater before there are two movies that I think were so bad that I considered walking out and the fog being one of them and the other being AI I saw AI with my mom and I really wanted to step out and I think she did as well. But because you spend that money on the movie tickets, you're like, I got to sit here and keep watching it. But those two movies are definitely the movies that I considered walking out on. And it's just the fog was so bad. I couldn't wait for it to be done. I think I saw the movie during a matinee. So there was really hardly anyone in the theater and um, whomever I was with, I was just looking at them the whole time. Like, can we go? Can we go? Um, it was just really bad. It was really bad. The fog. Um, so yeah, please don't watch the fog, uh, from 2005. It is a really terrible Halloween movie. Believe me, you can find a lot better Halloween movies than that. Um, and the last pick in the, uh, top five bad Halloween movies is the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, let me tell you something, guys. I am actually a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, I really liked what Robert England did as Freddy Krueger. Even the movies that did get a little campy down the line, because believe me, it did get campy as it kept going. 
I still enjoyed them. Uh, you know, Freddy's New Nightmare I liked. Um, very much liked Freddy vs. Jason. That is a classic to me. Um, not in the sense of, like, Godfather classic, but still classic. I really like that movie. So, to me, um, I'm a big fan of Freddy Krueger. And when I heard that they were redoing Freddy Krueger and the tale, they were doing maybe, like, a little bit of a darker spin, I was excited um, the actor who played Rorschach in Watchmen was in the 2010 version of Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was excited for his portrayal of Freddy Krueger. Um, Rooney Mara was in it as well, which I love her, um, in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So again, my whole point is, is that this movie did have the making of a lot of potential like a lot of potential, but what it ended up being pretty much was a movie without any personality. If you know Freddy Krueger, you know that Freddy Krueger has a ton of personality, um, which is really what sets him apart, say, from Jason or Michael Myers, is that he has all this personality. He makes these movies as dark as they are, but very fun. Um, and again, I know that they were trying to go with this like darker version of Freddy, but Freddy's allure is that he is a horrible like creature and he taunts his his victims and he puts them in these really horrific scenarios that are also like sadistically funny to him, right? And that was completely devoid in the 2010 remake. It also made you feel very um very icky because in the so the real tale at least in the original of nightmare on elm streets the tale is freddy krueger worked at this uh factory he was killing children he was originally arrested because they found evidence in his basement of him being the killer of these children in fact his wife uh loretta had seen his claws in and pictures in the basement of their house freddy krueger kills his wife and his daughter ends up telling the police they arrest freddy but due to uh, something happening with a signature on the arrest warrant, Freddie is released. The parents in Springwood, rallying together, chase him into uh, his boiler room, the factory that he uh, worked at, and they set Molotov cocktails, essentially killing Freddie. Freddie makes a deal with the devil, essentially, and that is why his whole do domain is a boiler room. And that is why he kills the children of all of the adults who killed him. In the 2010 remake, he instead works at a school because he ends up being a child molester. Um, and he doesn't work at a factory at all. It's just that he was running from the parents and just happened to tuck into this factory, this boiler room, and gets killed that way. So it's like they really took out, um, and in it, I don't believe he had his wife. There was none of that whole, you know, finding uh, the... Claw, like the clawed glove in the basement or with the you know and his daughter telling the police there was none of that um uh, so they completely redid freddy krueger's origin which you know 
I thought his origins were good. I didn't think that there was any uh, reason to do away with his origins, but they decided, fuck it, and they completely did that. So I dislike that very much. That is what it is, I suppose. But um, yeah, so there was that. Um, I thought that the actor who played Freddy Krueger played him very stiffly. The only thing that I think was relatively good about this film is that they did explore the whole thing about micro naps. Um, obviously, the thing, core thing about Freddy Krueger, which they did keep in this, is that he lives within the sleep realm and you shouldn't go to sleep because that is where then he can kill you. But as a human being, you need sleep. It is vital for your survival and existence. But what happens when you as a human try to make yourself not go to sleep? Your body needs that and your body will force you to go into micro naps, uh, meaning you'll be literally in the middle of a um, store and suddenly go to sleep for a second. And they did explore that. And there were some really good scenes of where Rooney Mara, and I forgot who the guy was in it, um, them being out and about and, you know, them closing their eyes for a second to blink. And then suddenly there's Freddy Krueger because they're micro napping. Um, I did very much like that whole aspect. I feel like if they could have included that, but also have made the film better, um, then we would have been straight. But yeah, in general, I really didn't like the 2010 version of Nightmare on Elm Street. I just felt like it was lackluster. <laughs> it just didn't do it for me. Um, and I think that that is the problem, right? Is that you have Michael Myers, you have Jason Voorhees, but both of them wear a mask. Both of them don't say anything. So in all reality, they can get anyone to play those roles. Um, pretty much anyone and it really wouldn't make a difference the real you know testament of if those movies are good or not are you know the actors around them uh the director and is the script good enough but with freddy krueger you need someone who can really get down that character and robert england seems to have been the only one to really do a decent job of that character throughout these years um robert england is still alive um which is oh, i only say hilarious because i did a top 10 with the gentleman of going the sacred cow one time and uh kevin goatee uh made me believe for a second that robert england was dead and i was like mm, no he's not I know he isn't because I'm on top of that shit. And he is definitely still alive, Robert England. He recently reprised his role as Freddy Krueger on The Goldbergs, um, which is a comedy show. So it was obviously just like a little cameo to be like fun. Um, they did interview Robert England where he said that if he were to reprise his role as Freddy Krueger in an actual Nightmare on Elm Street film, that he would only have it in him to do one more, but that if they were looking to do a franchise again, they would have to find another person to take up the mantle. And that is so difficult because it feels like there is no one out there who can 
take up the mantle. And I really wonder if that is why Hollywood has not really touched Freddy Krueger. Again, we see that they're redoing Halloween. I believe that we got confirmation recently that they're going to be redoing Friday the 13th. And you can do that as long as you have good writers and a good director. But how do you redo Nightmare on Elm Street if you don't have Robert England? Like, you need a really good Freddy Krueger there. And I just feel like the only decent Freddy Krueger is Robert England. So we're just going to have to see with that. But yeah, that is, again, I know this is a really weird format. Um, normally you're used to us doing the top 10 and, you know, Brittany and I having our little back and forths and all that. And unfortunately, Brittany was not able to make it for this one, but I still wanted to provide content. I hope that this uh format of the top five makes sense i hope that my list was pretty good i know it's short and i know there are so many other bad 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 halloween uh films you can actually check out as i said at the top of this show um the main damie family of podcasts their podcast they call this a movie now that it's october they're going to be exploring some really terrible uh horror halloweenish sort of films they recently did one i believe it was called phantasm i started listening to it i wasn't able to finish it um but it's from the 70s and it sounds like those typical uh, 70s movies. So make sure you check that out because they're going to be given some really good bad um, Halloween films for the month of October. But yeah, I am done with uh, the top five today by Geek Fives Nation. If you like this format, please let me know. Maybe um, in between Brittany and I doing our top 10 every week, I'll do uh, top fives to kind of sprinkle in there so that you have a shorter show to listen to while you're on your way to work or while you're working out or whatever. Um, but yeah, just let me know. Again, this is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. You can uh, please, please, please make sure that you check us out at geekvibesnation.com. Subscribe, like to all of our channels. Our YouTube channel is Geek Fives podcast and then as I said earlier on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram we're Geek Fives Nation um, we post all day every day, we have everything that you need pretty much and it's October it's all of our favorite times of year so please make sure you check us out and I will see you next time, bye